direct boat. Preseason ladder and just put throw a ladder in the sky and you thought, yeah, I'll give that a go, babe. They've got the baby! Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. We're talking about um, the Christmas special, the Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, everyone. The Church on Ruby Road. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Annie. And before we go into this Christmas special, which we haven't had one in a few years, um, mostly they've been New Year's Day ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is the first one in a while, and um, most of the Christmas specials have been stellar. Correct? <laughs> well, hit or miss. Oh. Yeah, I'd say hit or miss. Yeah, they have some good elements, but I don't think any of them has been particularly strong for the most part. Yeah. So um, before we get into that, um, we could talk briefly about Doctor Who news. Um, I guess. One of the bigger pieces of news that dropped on December 25th that actor Richard Franklin passed away, um, who played um, Captain Yates during the uh, John Pertwee era of Doctor Who. And that sucks because that leaves only two. Two, yeah. 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 Katie Manning Manning and um, John Levine. John Levine, yeah. And I think Katie yeah. Manning was very close to him, so I feel really bad for she her. She saw him the Friday before he died. Yeah. Yeah, so that's um, that's Doctor Who news. I think that I saw something about ratings for this episode were about what they have been for the specials. In the 4.6s. Yeah. And the new season is supposed to start in May. Okay, we got a glimpse of that in the little mm. teaser trailer, which, truthfully, I, I didn't, I saw that, and I was like, I, I didn't see anything that got me excited about it, but, oh well. Well, we know Mel is back. Okay, I didn't decide. You never show much in the teaser trailers, I mean, on no, purpose, it, I think. It, so. And it went so fast, so you couldn't really yeah. focus on yeah. anything. Yeah. Plus, it looked like a trailer for several different episodes. Yeah, I think there's eight or ten. I don't, not 100% sure what we're getting in May. But it's May. Wikipedia shows eight. Oh, so I will eight. say, I think they've done a horrendous job promoting. Every time I'm on Facebook, <laughs> all I see is posting after posting after posting after posting. And it's like, I know we complained when Chris Chimnall was doing it because there was nothing, but now it feels like it's too much. I wholeheartedly agree. Again, I don't like being spoiled, and I just really felt like this episode was being rammed down my throat. I would just post it, but I didn't. I wasn't watching the video clips because I wanted to be surprised. I know, I know, know. and obviously, it's whatever you're currently viewing. So if I'm scanning Facebook and I see something on Doctor Who, then the next post is going to be about Doctor Who. So that's Mm -hmm. why it's skewed like that. But it's just like. You know, but we'll get into that a little bit later. I have a, um, I have a, a gripe on something, but it's you okay. a gripe. No I way. know, so, I know it's a surprise. You know, I was going to uh, say there wasn't much promotion on Disney Plus, though. It wasn't even the main banner for the day. Something else came up first before Doctor Who did. Yeah, I had to go scrolling down to search for it. 
Yeah. It was the second one. The banner scrolls, yeah. but it takes yeah. it takes a minute, you know. Yeah. I didn't because I was really, on there too, going where? Wait, where is it? Yeah. It didn't it was, bother me much because I just like I did. I just scrolled the banner till I found because I was watching it later, not panicking like at five of one. Where is it? Where is it? Well, I have to say that despite all that, Russell T. Davis, like John Nathan Turner, do really good with their promoting. So even though it seems over promoted. Um, you know, that's still kind of a good thing. And what you'll find out what happened in the series when he, when Russell D. Davis did it, he promoted his shows more than other written shows because he had the more important shows like the, the beginnings and the endings and the ones that are all have those stupid, um, you know, Easter eggs and connections with the bigger picture. Oh my God, who's. Mrs. Flood or whatever it's like, mm-hmm. which we're back to that again. So I can I can. We're going to be that. bombarded with stupid predictions on who that old Mrs. Flood, that old lady is. Oh wow, we're from already, yeah, from yeah. a fu- from a future Ruby to Ruby's mom to the Ronnie to Ramana to name former terrible, female terrible, terrible to River Song River, River Song because name it's any, Flood. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Wow, there, so. there, wow, that's clever. Well, who was the woman who dropped up? Well, anyways, we're going to get into this. Yeah. yeah. Um, before well, we, but, but we... Getting, getting back to yeah. promotion, though, I do want to say I don't think this is bringing in new viewers, though. I think it's just going to the people, drawing the people who are already watching the series. Because like you said, Ken, you, you see a lot on Facebook because you're looking for that content. Yeah. So therefore, it shows you more content about that. But for the casual Doctor Who viewer, would they even know about it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, we also don't know what kind of advertising is going on over in the UK. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's, that's the big yeah. thing. The BBC, I'm sure, is promoting it. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it would do a little bit better on Christmas Day, but maybe not. From um, what I read, a lot of people said it, it was on when people were starting to have their dinner. Oh. Well, when's it usually on? I don't know. It's been a while since they've done a Christmas yeah. special. Yeah. It was on at like six o'clock, I think, or seven o'clock. Over there. Well what did it it started here at one fifty five, right? Five so, of one, yeah. Something like that. So yeah. Well, five minutes to two, so it was almost seven. Yeah, I don't know. I mean are people no, not I into mean, it as much? So they're not well, going to... a lot of people just do what we do. They yesterday watched it at a different time, either on a DVR recording or the iPlayer. Yeah. So, yeah. It's different I mean, now. Yeah. Well, even back then, I never put it as a priority on Christmas Day. If I got too busy on Christmas Day, I would watch it the next day. So yeah, I never, exactly. you know, and... You know, obviously, you know, but some people don't. Some people probably would say, no, don't have Christmas dinner until I'm done watching this. But it was um, definitely on during my Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think maybe one time, one reason they did the timing of that in the UK is because they want to get in the younger audience and they want to show up before they go to bed. Because it didn't seem like be. an episode geared toward younger viewers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, before we get into it, do we want to talk briefly about 
what we've been watching or yes of course you do go ahead <laughs> i i've been watching uh the new season of reacher on amazon prime yeah it's a crime drama about this well mm-hmm. he's a loner former military investigator type guy with like no body fat on him and muscles and like eight pack and oh that's the type of show you like no the guy is like freaking i'm like i'm looking at him like i was like damn there's like no the guy's like ripped i was just like damn he must like just eat all vegetables every day it's no pizza (laughs) anyway it is a mystery of one of their uh people is who in their group way back when they were all in the special military investigators was murdered and now a couple others were bumped off and so now the remaining ones are trying to figure out why and who who's bumping who bumped them off and going to doing vigilante justice trying to find who did it and go after the guy wasn't that like the second season now yeah. yeah well the first season he was investigating who killed his brother who his brother worked for homeland security okay. so and so he ended up killing all those people and it's an mystery action you know yep, yep. shoot them up stuff it's that's what i'm watching anyone else i've been watching slow horses on apple tv or apple plus whatever it's called nowadays is um, that the one with and, uh uh the, oh, i can't remember the guy's name never mind okay it might be um but <laughs> But it's a very good show. I'm, the, I'm up to the third season now, and the finale is only in, is going to show on Wednesday, and I can't wait because they really left it on a big cliffhanger, and I, I'm just so excited to watch it tomorrow. Okay. How about you, Julia? Um, I haven't been watching anything. I have been reading David Mitchell's new book called Unruly. Mm-hmm. David Mitchell is a comedian from the UK and he wrote a book um, the subtitle of which is The Ridiculous History of England's Kings and Queens it's amusing yeah it's a target for comedians politics <laughs> and everything odd to uh, to be reading you know something written by David Mitchell but he's a funny guy I didn't know he was into history hmm. I know there's a lot of UK historians who are very upset that his book is on the bestseller list. And they're <laughs> yeah. anguishing, but you know, popular history. I um, just started watching Blue Eyes Samurai. Uh, that's an anime, really, really incredible artwork um, on Netflix. Um, and it's about a samurai who's <laughs> going after sort of like a revenge tour. And it's really, really good. It's, um, the animation is pretty, and it's pretty graphic. You know, they, it's not, you know, you, they use swords. And when they use swords, people's arms get cut off and stuff like that. So, but um, that was recommended. And I, started watching it and uh it's been pretty good so i That's guess it. you're only watching that one thing 
No, I'm watching other things, but I'm not going to get into what I'm watching. That's just, you know, I'm still watching Black Mirror. I have a couple episodes oh. to watch from that. I have a lot of other things, but this is the one that's got my attention. Um, and I watched a show called The Church on, on Ruby Road. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling you did not like it, because that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. It's written by Russell T. Davis, which sucks. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I mean, don't hold back in. You know, I, I just, I can't wait for the show. When when his series was good, most of the time it was really good was when, when other writers are writing. In my but opinion. when he, but when, yeah, I know. But when he's bad, it's like, yeah. Well, okay, so I'm not gonna, yeah. Let, let's let's get into this. Um, I guess we've already sort of alluded to some of the views of it we have already. Um, what did people think of it overall? I thought it was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad, and it it just didn't. It didn't blow me away. I thought it was just at, at some point. I thought I was watching a soap opera, and I thought it was slow pace and kind of dull at times. But I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. And then the goblins just yeah, the go, you know, for a villain, it just didn't seem all that exciting. I mean, you you come away from the three specials that we just had, which were like really good and fast paced and this one just seemed kind of like didn't meet expectations i would met i'd say because if you compare it to the other three specials that came before it yeah i, th- I think this one kind of was was flat i mean i didn't hate it i thought shooty was great but i just didn't think that it was missing a little bit of excitement i think I really liked Shudi's performance. I really liked his version of the Doctor's a good introduction to him. He's obviously out there having a lot of fun. We saw the Doctor dancing in a kilt, which is pretty cool. Um, as for the goblins, I didn't really like them too much. They just seemed too geared toward kids or just like juvenile Disney for me. Yeah. Um... They I initially start- thought, sorry. Go ahead. I initially thought the premise of them was was good. You know, they're knocking things over, they're moving things around, they're unplugging things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then they went up into the spaceship and started singing. I did <laughs> like their ship, though. I thought their ship was really cool. And I liked how um, the doctor was like talking about how he had to learn the language of rope. I thought that was yeah. interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a nice concept there. Yeah. Mm. Um. But this, this, it, it was the singing. I didn't, I didn't care for the singing. I mean, the rest of the episode I thought was pretty good. I liked it. I mean, I, I never have high expectations for the Christmas episode. So, yeah, yeah. you know, they've, they've never been, like, blow you away kind of great episodes. And so I, I wasn't expecting anything to that, like what we saw for the 60th specials. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so um, the, the, um, the music was, that was dumb. I, I it thought. was distracting. Yeah, and then when they started singing, it was like, 
here we are again. This is an entertaining, an entertainment program on a Christmas day. I'm surprised they didn't just, you know, go right out and have a stage. And, you know, it just was, well, it kind of was. So it was kind of misplaced. It, it kind of dragged the story down. It really didn't have anything to do with the story. It, they didn't explain it. You it know, they have this. They have I these trolls. Was, yeah. And, and you're right about the rope ship. Kind of, it's a neat concept. What does it have to do with scening? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess just the fact that they were going to have a feast. I didn't quite understand how all those goblins were going to feast on that one tiny baby, but. Well, they're going to feed the big guy, I guess. I guess. I don't yeah, the big guy, I, the big guy looked too much like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, yeah it did. I th- he didn't seem he didn't that, seem scary to me. I thought he was supposed to be scary. He was just like a big blob. Yeah. Mm. I thought they were trying too hard to be like labyrinth, like mm. a David Bowie scene. Oh yeah, yeah. With the baby, and it just like yeah, well, you, it's not working. I'm sorry. It's like, but well, they did. Not- if you notice that the singing elf was dressed like Maury Carey from her Christmas song, and I don't know if anyone caught that. Yeah, like, they, they they gave them all names. Like there was one that was based on Bob Dylan and other things. If you looked at the whole, some place they yeah, the names band. Of the goblins. And then yeah. the, the the singer, her costume is the same type of type of takeoff what Mariah Carey did for her Christmas song. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which is I can't Wait a stand her. You sat through a Mar- Mariah Carey Christmas song video? No, someone online oh. uh, posted the picture oh, okay. side by side. Oh, great. Yeah, usually when I hear that first three seconds of that song come on, I switch to radio. <laughs> I can't stand that Christmas song. Oh, boy. So I, I don't know what the point of that was, and it didn't help, in my opinion. I guess we, we kind of said that we didn't like it that much either. Um, and then I, they, I, I just want to say, I didn't listen to the music beforehand. I know it was released beforehand, and it was like a big single in the UK and got to number one as a fundraiser. Um, but I, I especially didn't want to hear it because I want to come in cold. And when I came in, it just was not the song I expected it was going to be. I thought it would be more like a pop song. It wasn't even catchy. Yeah. It was very pedestrian, and the rhyming was pretty lame. Yeah. But, you know... In the overall scheme of the show, I don't think it ruined the show. I just think it um, no, no, it, it kind of brought everything to a screeching halt for three minutes. Yeah, yeah, and and so this is an example of a of a pretty complex couple of concepts that are mixed together. They're they're doing the bad luck thing, which not only does um, um, Ruby. Ruby have, but people that are also related to her or or had had a connection with her like the interviewer uh looking the interviewer for her. was Davina McCall she's not just an interviewer she's kind of a okay. big deal there okay and i don't know why her immediate um family that she lived with there weren't affected by that so it was a little in- inconsistent in what that was you got bad luck, and then guess what? Now you're on a ship. And then they they steal the baby. They get the baby back. They make a, a new device that can now be used, the gloves. 
that utilizes some sort of Mavity field, which is, I, I, I love it. Every time they say Mavity from now on, I'm going to clap and say, that's brilliant. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. <laughs> I, I mean, doesn't the word, didn't the word gravity existed before? Um, What's this mm-hmm. word that you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this, yeah, it's the fans that buy into it that care. That's that's important, not the ones that are fighting against it. But anyways, um, th- so they get the baby back, and then the doctor goes, okay, everything's okay. And oh, no, now there's a new baby to rescue. So they're back on the ship again. There's a new baby. It's it's the Ruby baby, and they have to go through the whole thing again. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't do the song again. Um, and it was kind of like the story was kind of ugh. And and especially he... especially with the goblins the, it, what, that part wasn't that good there were other things that were okay but I thought the goblin thing was just almost not even that and important. then the resolution to the whole story where he's pulling the ladder down and it just happens to go through the steeple and the steeple just happens to go right through the goblin king yeah I don't know I was like, oh, well. I have to say, that part surprised me a little. Because before that, it seemed like a whole kid, kid, kid show. And then they showed some guy getting, you know, speared with a steeple. Yeah. Um, so just violence-wise, that surprised me a little that we would actually see that. I know it was kind of just a gross blob. And it wasn't like blood or anything. But it still surprised me. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. Putting babies in danger on Christmas Day. I mean, I'm not... Mary Whitehouse by any stretch of imagination, but you know, I don't know. That's one of the issues we've always had Christmas specials is they're trying to do both. They're trying to make it for kids, but it's gonna be there's gonna be a level of scares, which I'm all for. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know, but I, I was fine with that, I guess, but um but again what ended up being the bigger story kind of was all the Easter eggs, the, the little hints we have at other stuff coming up in the future. Who's Ruby's parents? Who was the woman who dropped her off? Why didn't the doctor go, go hey, who are you? Hey, <laughs> turn around for the camera, you know? Um, you know, so now there's a million possibilities for that person. Could it be Mrs. Flood? Probably and why not. did why did Mrs. Flood not recognize the TARDIS to begin with, but recognize it at the end, or was she just acting before? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, point. So there's a lot of other things going on, and you know, and that's you know, those are the things that used to bother me a lot. I, I expect them now, but it's like, oh, here we go again. And every episode is going to have a little hint at what that could be. And even Moffat did a lot of this with the whole Amy's pregnancy and this and that. It just, you know, Bad Wolf, okay, we get it, you know. But, and so people are focused on that. They're going to, you know, every everything I see is like, who's Mrs. Flood? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen a TARDIS before? <laughs> and, and then the, she's... And so I, I feel there's a lot of similarities to Rose. You got mm-hmm. a blonde. No way. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and Russell T. Davis is, is just obsessed with that character 
and or, or that style of character. Well, and we have her figuring out that the doctor is a time traveler, and now she goes with the him because probably at some point she's going to say, "I need to see find my parents," because that was her driving force through this whole episode was trying to probably, find out who her parents are. She's probably an alien. Did anyone else feel that it was a little forced the way she suddenly realized what the doctor was and suddenly ran off to be with him? Forced meaning just, like was it like too far fetched that she could figure that out? No, it just didn't seem natural. Uh, maybe it's maybe. just me, but well, uh, there was a lot of this episode I didn't find. I, I mean. I thought that the last three stories flowed better for the most part than this one. Yes. This one just didn't, the pacing was a little off. Like you said before, there wasn't enough action. And when it, when there was, we were listening to the song while, while it was happening. And it's like, well, that's not good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. It just. I'm, I have to disagree with you about, <laughs> about, um, Ruby being like Rose. I mean, yep. the, I I think the only thing, <clears throat> excuse me, the only thing similar is their age. Ruby seems a lot more grounded, a lot less selfish. Yeah. You know, she, she had gone out to go shopping for her mother. She was, you know, c- affectionate and concerned about the grandmother. She was affectionate towards her mother. She was excited about the new baby. You know, she wasn't all just wrapped up in herself and and what was going on with her. She felt a lot more, I don't know if mature is the right word, but just just a more, more caring kind person. human yeah. being, yeah, than, than Rose was. Yeah, Rose I think mature is a good word. I think mature is a good word for that. I mean, I agree with that. I, I think I was looking more like her reasons to potentially go with a doctor, I think, are similar because... The reason Rose went with the doctor was because she was going to f- try to see see her, what happened with her father. And I think it's very yeah. similar to that. Yeah. I mean, that eventually became a reason for Rose. I'm not trying to be a Rose apologist here, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think. Um, well, remember, he said, you want to come with me? It travels through space. And she goes, no, I got to look after this lug. And then he goes, OK. And he goes, it also travels through time. And she kind of goes, oh, okay. See you, Vicky. Yeah. And I I think that was, that was something, but it felt like that, you know, again. And it's the first episode of a new companion, the first episode, you know, so that's why I I have the connection, but. I wanted to point out that we still have the family of the companion in the episode. And I think it's going to play a larger role, just like it seems to do with RRTDs episodes yeah. i mean we had donna's family now we got this family we had rose's family we had God, martha's family martha's family yeah he's big on family well i, don't think I that's mean it's really a bad thing though it, it i think it adds some interest to the to the characters if you know their family is in peril well i i was the tension in the in the episode was raised because it was like could someone get that woman her tea? I mean, how long did it take you to finally get it? For, you know, it's like every time someone walked in, she was like, "Hey, how's it going? You know, where's my tea?" You know, it's like it was like a day later, right? It was the next day, and it's like, but anyways, no, I think that definitely adds to it. 
Um, and it was a nice contrast to see what that the, that couple, that family would be like without Ruby because yes. we got yeah. to see yes. her being taken out of time or whatever. And, and all the other kids were gone off the refrigerator too. Yeah. And, she, yep. and it seemed like being a foster was more of a chore than a privilege. Yep. Like, oh, I got this big, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was just doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And her mother was really um, unhappy and like just sort of curled up in her bed and sad and she yeah. called her mother like, you know, I have to take care of that that one in there or something. Yeah. So yeah, that, I liked that that contrast. And the whole apartment even felt like it was um dingier and darker. Yeah, yes. yeah the lights that in the apartment hallway. was so cool. I loved that apartment. With the lights. With the kitchen cabinets. I was <laughs> I loved the kitchen cabinets. Um, so I know Annie already mentioned it a little bit. What did you think of the doctor? It's been one episode, one and a half episodes of with him. I thought he was great. I think yeah, he's, I, he doesn't seem to have the confusion that new doctors have. Yeah. Normally, you know, like most new doctors spend their first episode sort of bumbling around not knowing quite what's going on and he was just sort of there like ready to go yeah he's got a lot of energy but it's not like quirky energy or nervous energy like we're seeing some of the other doctors he's just he's grounded mm-hmm. i think like like you mentioned and i think that's refreshing to see yeah yeah i'm not sure i i love eccentric doctors and uh, you know, I thought Jodie Whittaker's doctor started off that way, and she kind of just fell flat after that first episode. But I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, it's too early, obviously. I, I didn't, I wasn't blown away by his first two appearances, anyhow. He certainly has a level of energy, which, um, and it's not as, there's not as much depression involved in it. Like he's not like he doesn't have the weight of the of the universe on his shoulders. He's it's more, you know, aloof. Like let's see what is out there. Instead of oh the time war and all oh, yeah, where's Gallifrey and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, yeah, so I I definitely want to see more. I wasn't compared to some of the other first stories for doctors i wasn't blown away by this one and part of that was what we just talked about was the script you know and you know look at david Tennant's first episode the christmas invasion that wasn't my favorite mm-hmm. and that's why it took <laughs> for most what? of it he was asleep for most oh, yeah, of it yeah oh yeah, yeah exactly yeah but it took me a while to get warm up to david Tennant because we needed an episode that was better than christmas invasion mm-hmm. and I didn't particularly, I wasn't a big fan of, of the giggle that much, but, but it was a little bit better than this one. But, you know, I, I'm not saying that he was bad and, oh, my God, get someone else. But, you know, I think I feel more optimistic. Well, I felt optimistic about Jodie Whittaker, too, and it just never went anywhere. But we'll <laughs> see. Um, but there's nothing that, um, there's some stuff that I like about him and, 
you know. His yeah, I think he's going to be and, fine. I mean, he sh- he has more personality than Jody did. He can so. I think he'll be fine. I think he's off to a good start. Mm-hmm. It'd be better once he had. I want to see when there's the confrontation. This one he didn't really have that confrontation where the doctor <laughs> does the doctor speech. So I want once we get to that part, then we can really tell how good he's really going to be. Yeah, I mean they didn't talk much to the goblins. They just sort of sang. Yeah, and got out of there. And what? are there more goblins on the planet? I mean, how often are they? You know, Russell T. Davis and Moffat do this all the time. Every time they introduce a bad guy, a villain, or a, or a monster, they always try to, like, you, you know, someone someone said, is it every time that there's a there's a mess up that it's them, it's the goblins? And he goes, maybe. It's like, okay, well, that, that means are goblins stealing babies every day, and should we do something about it? But, you, you know, it's just like the whole thing where, like, out of the corner of my eye, I might see something, and, it's, of course, it's the silence, you know. And, and that's been done in the past, and sometimes it works really well, and other times it's just like, oh, okay, whatever. But, um, so I don't One know. One thing... Okay, yeah. and I just want to say one thing I want to mention was the whole timeless child concept that's still going, and I thought it was it kind of worked here when he said he was a foundling like she was. Oh, um, yeah, he was an orphan. Yeah. Yeah. Or he was abandoned or something, yeah. Yeah, a foundling like her, like she was. Yeah. I mean, and that's good that they're mentioning it. It, it is, it feels like a knife in the back every time he says it, though, because it's like, can, can you just move on from it? Because <laughs> it brings back bad memories, but. He said he's not going to. Well, yeah. I'm not going to get rid of something that my friend did. So. You can ignore is, it, though. Yeah. You can ignore it. Yeah, he could. And he hasn't really addressed it too much. He's not. He's doubling down on a lot of stuff, but he hasn't doubled down on that yet. And this brings me to another point that I'm starting to get aggravated by. And this is why I mentioned all the interviews and stuff. There's a lot of stuff about these episodes that is told to us in interviews. Every episode have, that we've had, what? Don't have to. You don't have to read them until after the no, you, episode. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. But after each episode, each special, he said, "Yes, that's the way it is from now on." Or, "No, Davros will never be in a wheel uh, be in a wheelchair ever again because that's the way I want it." He's taking the existing show and adding more to it through his interviews. And it's annoying me because if you, if you tell a good story, you don't have to sit there and explain to people what went on on that episode, but he's doing a lot of that. And And he's, you know, he's, he's attacking people. He's going at, you know, well, if you didn't like that episode, then you're not a good fan. And he's saying stuff like that. And I'm not, a big fan of that. I don't remember him doing that in the original series when he came on. He was very much. It's as if he can't take criticism anymore. I don't. Well, know. as if he doesn't need to take criticism anymore because they act him. They asked him back, so he's got carte blanche now. Mm. Well, he's he's the savior of the series. He's the savior yeah. of the series now. Yeah, but Twice. he's in the entertainment business, and he should be used to being criticized for that people don't like because not everyone is going to like what he does well and i don't have enough examples to go into it but i I just 
it feels like, and I think this happened when the when he was on it originally. But every time there's mention, um, like Mrs. Flood, and it's like, you know, oh, let's see, Mrs. Flood, and he comes on and he might say something like, but you know, he, she could be this, or maybe we'll see her in the third episode. You know, and he always adds more to the fire, went to the fire or whatever, and it's like. Why do you need to do that? Can you just let the show organically develop and not have to sit there and like the whole thing with um, the by regeneration? Okay, it happened and it was pretty unique. And then he goes, yeah, it's happened with every doctor. And it's like, no, you didn't show that in the episode that it happened with every doctor. It doesn't make sense that it would happen to every doctor because we haven't seen it yet. Can you make this a unique situation and move on from it? Or do you have to sit there and recon everything similar to the, the, the Timeless Children? It wasn't as egregious, but it was still... And, and why are you talking about it? If it's not in the episode, then it's not real. I don't care. I know, Jeff, you said, no, no, he's the producer. If he said something, then... No, I don't, I don't agree with that. If it was a deleted scene... Then again, we've got Chimnall who didn't say anything. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I know that Russell T. Davis loves a little controversy. So he'll also kind of poke the bear a little bit with his statements and say, well, Mrs. Flood, maybe she's Mel. Which doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. But go ahead and say that because then fans will go, what? Is Mel a... a, a um, a, a regenerating time lord what what but that stuff or you know the face of Bo is captain jack that didn't make any sense but he still put it in there so anyways russell t davis is back but i'll say that this is i, I don't know if this is better than most jody whitaker episodes chris Chimnall episodes probably i don't know i don't want to get into that but Oh, we got a break until May. Then you, then you can start your angst up again. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say overall, I was let bought, let down a little bit by this episode. And I think it's because yeah. it came after the three specials. And the three specials were so good, especially yeah. in comparison to this. But then again, <laughs> anything after those three specials, I think, would have been a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I, you know, like we talked about before, Christmas specials are difficult because they just you know i have a couple that i thought were better than others but yeah and the one late. that you like so much is is one that i really don't like the, the one with titanic. kylie Minogue, the titanic oh, that yeah yeah well I, I thought the ending got really stupid but i thought a lot of it was pretty cool um yeah. but the ending got really bad but um I don't know. We'll have to go through the specials again at some point. And I I haven't watched some of them. I've only watched them like once, you know, like mm. the, one, the ones later on. I just don't remember as much. But um, but yeah, I I, I was I thought this was the the my least favorite of the four that have come out so far. And. Um, but not by a lot. I mean, I don't think it was horrible. I don't think it was a bad episode. It just, 
again, there's some neat stuff being presented, but knowing that there's a Mrs. Flood who knows what a TARDIS is, didn't, the reaction is, oh my God, I got to go online and talk. I didn't care. I was like, yeah, whatever. Right. But I mean, my, so my son who <clears throat> hasn't watched Doctor Who since I think halfway through Peter Capaldi's episodes yeah, yeah. has started watching again. And he yes. messaged me last night and was like, who the hell is Mrs. Who the hell oh, is yeah. Mrs. Flood? And I said, I don't know who she is. And he said, and then he was like, who the hell is the Ronnie? People online are saying she might be the oh, Ronnie. And so I had to, I was like, well, she's, I don't really know. Cause I don't think I saw those old episodes, but I know she's from the old series and was also a Time Lord-ish. Mm-hmm. Kind of. And, and he was like, oh, okay. So I doubt he's going to go back and watch the old stuff. Cause yeah. he's just not gonna, um, but you know, I think I think people who are more casual fans are going to be like that. I thought it was yeah. interesting. I was like, "Who is she?" You know, mm-hmm. how does yeah. she know? How does she all of a sudden know what a TARDIS is? And she didn't know before when she was arguing with Abdul in the street to move the box. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. How come all of a sudden she knows? So who is she? So she's got to be somebody. It's probably Susan. That's what it is. It's Susan. <laughs> well, a- anyways, uh, um, but but. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and this is something that Russell T. Davis has done in the past. I felt like the whole goblin thing was not as important as the whole Ruby Rose thing. Yeah, yes. and, and Mrs. Mrs. Flood and the lady in the uh, cloak there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If it I is think, a lady yeah. in a cloak, so I think that, um, I think that that's I think that's what Russell T. Davis does so well. It is you know showing these family relationships and the and how these people what they mean to each other and how they interact with each other i think he does that really well and i think that's what he's trying to set up here i mean you know it is the first episode of a setup for the next season yeah. so i'm i'm i didn't like it as much as I've liked other episodes, but I didn't think it was terrible. Yeah, no, I don't think it was that horrible. I wonder if we would have liked this better if there was a bigger gap between the 60th anniversary episodes and this one. Maybe. Maybe. There was was only like, what, one week, two weeks in between? Two, yeah. yeah. So those were still fresh in our mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and those were so good. Yes. What do everybody think of the Sonic, the new Sonic? I mean, it still doesn't do wood, so that's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought uh, at least he. I mean, he didn't use it constantly. Yes, mm-hmm. he didn't use. That's a good thing. Yeah. I'm wondering if the gloves will become the new Sonic. I hope not. No way. No, I kind of hope those don't come back. Yeah. I mean, every every episode is he going to have some gimmick that comes out, and <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that kind of fits in with the show a little bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And Tom Baker would pull stuff out of his pockets that were kind of like, wait a minute, he had that, you know? Well, yeah. that's all right then. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> of course it is. But it wasn't like, you know, he didn't take out something that was. It wasn't like a the most vital thing that he would take out. He would take out a yo-yo and 
confuse a bad guy with it or something. He wouldn't take out something that was. I mean, to a degree, the um, the um, the psychic paper is a get out of free jail card. It, it gives gets you into yes. the story, and mm-hmm. that doesn't. I don't mind that as much because it does. It's a plot convenience that is otherwise. The classic series would be the doctor and their companions would be found by guards, and they would say, "We didn't kill that guy," and they would go, "You're in a you're going into prison," and it's like, "Yeah, but we just got here." Oh, you know, we don't believe you. Get yeah. to Whereas now the doctor can go, we're um, investigators. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's all right then, you know. <laughs> but um, that sometimes gets too, too overused sometimes. Well, I thought it was men. funny that he was the gin and tonic investigator or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Flood is the meddling monk. That's what it is. Oh, the what? Meddling monk. Yeah, the meddling monk. It's another, another, another time, time lord. Another time lord uh, from an early episode. Oh, oh. Okay. I did want to say, point out one thing about Mrs. Flood, the actress who play, plays her, Anita Dobson, married to Brian May of Queen. Oh, yeah. I don't. As, a queen, cool. as a Queen fan, I'm impressed by that. Oh, oh cool. is she really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. At least of what the internet says. Yeah. <laughs> She yeah, was, she was on EastEnders. She was also in an episode of Red Dwarf. Was she really? Was she? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm wow. not familiar with her, but apparently she's like British television royalty. But oh, I don't know British soaps, so I, I don't. I wasn't yeah. familiar with her. Well, usually when you get someone that old, they're probably in everything. So. Well, there's only twelve actors in Great Britain, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Doctor Who or Midsummer Murders or uh, Silent Witness, Game, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that too. Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, we have a little bit of wait for this, and you know, I think there was enough in the story to, you know, I'm not looking going, oh God, this is going to be horrible. I just hope the next episode is not written by Russell T. Davis. Oh, it will be. It will be. Is he going to write every one of them? Great. I don't know. You know what? Okay. They, I haven't, there's not much for the new series of who's writing or who directed. Oh, I don't we'll think. Yeah. I mean, they've he's down. To, he, he's down for writing at least two of them, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. I mean, they already started shooting season two. I thought they finished shooting season season two. Yeah, they finished it. It's in it's in editing right now. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, they're so far ahead. What a well, because he's going to be. Chip. He's going to be on some other um, series. Oh, oh he is. I thought he's going back to the stage. Maybe it's a, well, maybe it's a play. Well, I thought he was doing something. another season of Sex Education. He's oh, I thought he was done with that. So but could I be wrong. I can't keep up. Well, it's different. When, when it came to Chibnall, it felt like, you know, everything was delayed because they had other work to do. Whereas this, they, they got stuff done ahead of time. But what? But was she doing other work, though? I, I don't know. It just seemed like when he was doing it, Chimno was doing it, it was like every other year. And I, Mike, Mike said was, well, how come he's taking so long to do it when Russell T. Davis used to do 13 episodes in the season and a Christmas episode all in one year? And then he would, and he did that for three, uh, four seasons. Yeah. So. 
we're going to change our name to the Chibnall bashing and just talk about Chibnall, even when we review. <laughs> Maybe we can make a, a, a resolution for next year. Oh, no. To not talk about Chibnall. Oh, but it's so much fun. Okay, well. How about I'll for one episode? We can have okay. one episode Chibnall free. How about this? I just rip into Russell T. Davis then. Well, you're going to do there that anyway. Okay, I'll try to ca calm down on the chimneys a little bit. We can just Actually, call him Russell's friend. <laughs> no, There's the loophole. Okay, but anyhow, that's that, and we have a little bit of wait, so be interesting four to months. see what what four transpires. Months. But it's only four months. We're we're used to like it feels a like year, a year, two longer. years. Yeah, two years. <laughs> So, and then you bring two years and you get flux. Well, I have to get it out now because the resolution. That's right. <laughs> orphan 55, Orphan 55, Orphan. <laughs> okay, so I think that's it. Anything else about this one? No. No. Okay, thanks for listening. <laughs>